Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a family-friendly tabletop RPG podcast. Let's meet our players. Hello, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm Grant. Hi, I'm Peter. Hi, I'm Greg. Hey, I'm Shanine. Hi, I'm Andrea. What's up? I'm Ben. We hope you enjoy our show. So he walks over to a large map that we'll say, due to your travels, we'll go with Tox, Locke, and Jock. Um, oh, I did so it to myself. I thought, I thought for a second you were going to say <laughs> Tox, Locke, and Barrel. <laughs> Look, one of you made a choice not to name yourself that. That was your choice. Um, there was an opportunity there, actually, and it would have been really entertaining for about the first two times I said it. Um, so you see this giant map, and this is clearly a map of the entire plane. And Tox, you're very familiar with this map. Tox looks at a map like this daily. Um, is it kind of a standardized map then? Something yes. That... Interesting. Okay. There's a very standard sailing and navigating nap. Nap? There's a very standard nap time um, on this plane, and there's a very standard map for sailors and traders. Um, Tox, I tell you what, Tox and Locke and Jock make me perception checks. Tox <laughs> do so with advantage. All right. Uh, due to oh. sailoring background. Oh, it's our first roll. It's time to figure out if we built these characters correctly. I suppose there is that. Um. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a four. Good start. Love it. Um, you get those out of the way early. And not when other things happen. Okay. Oh no, this is this is gonna be pretty consistent. Oh no, uh, uh, with, with advantage, Grant. That was with advantage. Oh, that was with advantage. Okay, it only shows me one or the other. Perfect. Ten from Shanine. Yeah, if you mouse okay. over it, I think it shows you. Does it actually show me both numbers? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Oh, they, they were both. Interestingly, 13s. I rolled a thirteen twice. Yeah, there you go. That's the advantage. Okay. Um, Tox is fairly certain um, in the north, sort of north central portion of the map. Um, high up in the North Sea, there sure is a large landmass on that map that you have never seen before. In an area you have probably sailed through, where there certainly is not any land uh, that you're familiar with. Um, but there sure is an enormous landmass on that map now. Um, That's not concerning at all. Do you say that out loud? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so Grell walks over to the map uh, and just kind of loosely places a hand up in that general area. So this, the big, the big continent that uh, you may or may not be familiar with, um, because it didn't exist three months ago. That's not There's concerning at all. There's an entire continent there. I have, I have questions. Hopefully, have I'll address those. Um, so this continent was, uh, yeah, definitely not on any any of our maps uh, until a couple months ago. There was definitely nothing here before. No one's really sure where it came from. Uh, in a matter of, if my understanding from the expeditionary navy is correct, a uh, matter of a week, uh, one group passed through. Nothing. And a week later, that. Uh, they have 
sailed around the majority of it, mapped out the coast, and uh, no one has been given direct permission to go inland yet, because, well, frankly, we're not sure where that came from or what it is, but it <laughs> reports have been, what's the polite word, interesting. And the other polite word is um, inconsistent. So, so I guess that's sort of the, the boiled down version of what I need from you. I have sent you, in the past, into um, incomplete situations with incomplete information, and you came out pretty, pretty good, actually. Better than probably any group I've ever sent to that tower before. Uh, usually at least one or two people get knocked out by the explosions. I was, I was actually pretty impressed. You guys handled that quite well. So what I'm asking... You're welcome. What, 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 I'm, what I'm asking, and I am asking, you're free to say no, uh, because frankly, I expect this to be quite dangerous. Uh, we, we need this place explored. We need it mapped out. Uh, we, need, we need a foothold on whatever this is, and uh, we need it yesterday. So what I'm hoping a lot of you will do is uh, gather your things. Uh, we'll, we'll get you in touch with supply lines. Supply lines? What am I doing? Some supply lines and uh, get you hooked up with a ship and they will they will take you up there and drop you off, help you get set up, and then I'd like you to explore it. Map it. Tell me what it is, where it came from. If I'm lucky, you'll tell me why it's there. It's favorite color. Or a pair of colors, Corp. perhaps a wedge a of colors. Corp knows magic, plant. but not time travel magic. Yeah, it's an interesting one to add to the list. He looks can't, at can't give it. Can't give it to you yesterday. Oh, that well, that's okay. That I understand. Um, Radden just literally just picks up one hand and slaps himself in the face when you say that. That's not how. Okay. All right. Okay. We're going to move on. Uh, yeah. Um, he just kind of straightens out and looks at the the map and he's, you know, kind of like waits for him to finish like describing what needs to be done. And then he just kind of goes, okay, and starts packing his stuff up and looking towards the entrance. I, I appreciate that Ben had me well enough suckered in in that moment that I thought you were actually making a like a point about maybe where it came from and you just yoink the rug right out from underneath me that was good um you're welcome that was my fault for saying it the way i did so like question um after we like look at the island and stuff right like do we just look at it and then and then leave i mean that's not my preference i suppose you could my preference is that you actually establish a settlement there should it be possible? Oh, all right, all right. So we can like <clears throat> put up some stuff. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, and we can do that. We can we can we can set up something. That sounds that sounds like a plan. Are, are you man. sending supplies and builders for that as well, or are we supposed to build everything? Yes. 
uh, re- realistically, right. it'll be a combination of the two. Part of the uh, part of the ship's crew of the Night Hammer is uh, well equipped to handle the majority of that work. But uh, it would be That's definitely right. beneficial if some, you assisted them. I've done some stage work in the past. We can build up some stuff. Yeah. I've, Does it have walls? I've, oh, I vividly remember accidentally hitting Daniel in the head with a two-by-four when we were doing that stage work. Um, <laughs> better than I'm, where I was hit. Pulling there. pulling from real-life experience, yeah. building sets for theater. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, I think I would have taken the head over where I was hit with a two-by-four. That's probably fair. Um, oh, I've done that too, but I'm pretty sure that was my cousin, and he meant to. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> that's deeply unfortunate. We were playing around. These things happen. Um, okay, so he uh, points to um, the captain, and uh, she steps up. Well, um, so since you're willing, good. I should probably tell you a bit about what we we saw from the coast. We didn't really go inland. Uh, there is a city of some kind visible from the coast. Seems very old, uh, but in significant disrepair largely uninhabited there were some kind of go with me on this bipedal cat-like creatures and she turns and looks at montague not yeah we've seen those not not necessarily like this more house cat like and um and there's also a giant ice tower in the middle of the city that we're really not sure where it came from but because also this is, you know, sort of a tropical climate. And how there's a standing structure of ice really doesn't make any sense, but that's, you know, something for you to figure out, I suppose. Do the cat people just kind of fan it all day long? Possibly. That is entirely possible. Montague has produced a notebook from somewhere deep within the floof of his fur and has actually, like, dipped one of his claws in ink and is just very studiously taking notes as this goes on. Sorry, I was envisioning that in my head, and I don't know if I find it troubling or kind of adorable. Um, yes, it's supposed to be adorable. <laughs> good, good. Both it is. Um, well, I'm glad some of us are taking notes, I guess. <laughs> Fair. Um, and she comes over and she points uh, to a specific area on the map. There's also what appears to be a lone, uh, we'll say humanoid person, uh, who rides around on a large lizard of some kind. Never could really get a good look at the person, but um, they seem to be by themselves. Large spear. And there's a pack of other lizard creatures that followed them around. So I'm sure that'll be enjoyable for you. Like some sort of lizard king. Perhaps. Are you sure these aren't just all... A lizard piper. Are you sure these aren't all just stories made up by some crazy people who had some time one evening? While I appreciate the concept, I don't think that's what happening. What's what's happening? Because I would be one of those crazy people, and I'm certainly also, not crazy. Like there, there is a new continent here. Montague <laughs> points at the map. I mean, I suppose like, it could be an illusion, but isn't like everything an illusion? It's man? like that no. would be a really elaborate oh. illusion. My I bad. knew exactly that's what you were going to say, Daniel. Dang, Nabbit, I've known you for too long. Okay. Um, exactly that's what you're gonna say i just made this character up (laughs) that doesn't change you (laughs) montague gives him a very serious look and is like 
What do you have against objective reality? <clears throat> we don't have time for that episode. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, it's already late in the recording. I'm not going to get started on this one. No, we, we can't go there. And I'm not even going to promise we're going to do it as bonus content. That's just a dangerous idea. Um, okay. oh Patreon-only episode. Nope, no, not doing it. Okay. Uh, Patreon-only episode. Yeah, All the Patreon only ep- episode objectivism in character. Exactly. Okay, I, t- I tell you what, if the NordVPN sponsorship ever comes through, <laughs> then we'll make that episode. Uh, if NordVPN doesn't send me any money, that's not happening. And I shouldn't forget that because now they will, and now I'm going to have to make that episode. NordVPN, <laughs> keep harassing them. We will keep continuing. Because currently, if you because currently if you use our special code at checkout, City on a Hill Gaming, you will get a, a special zero percent off. And zero months free. Code City on Hill Gaming at checkout. Um, not a sponsor, probably ever, I assume. Uh, so the captain looks at you. Um, so when you are ready, uh, you have some time to gather your things and uh, preferably make your way to. Uh, there's a city about two miles north of here. Uh, there is a supply depot there. They will give you the remainder of the supplies we don't have on the ship yet. Uh, mostly just actual rations and supplies for the journey. If you will, uh, stop there, uh, acquire those, and uh, make your way north. Uh, she points at a location on your the map that you received uh, in the package, and it basically takes you north to a port city, talks you're familiar with. Uh, talks has spent a fair amount of time in that port city, and uh, we will set sail from there uh, when you arrive. Uh, should you all be willing to take this on, I suppose. Right, so is the... Uh... Sage 7 in. I'm going to have to change the name of the banner. Yeah. I think so. All right. Uh, Sounds fine to me. In all sincerity, um, let me say thank you. This will be somewhat dangerous, and frankly, I don't know a lot of folks that would have been willing to take this on, or that I would have trusted to take this on. Um, Seen as for some reason they put me in charge of this. I thought of you guys, and you guys seem willing to venture out into the unknown. Puns at the ready. And uh, take on the day. So, thank you. Alright, well, I suppose it's time for the Sage 7 to set sail. Very alliterative. <laughs> Got him. Um, also probably an episode title now. Um, good. Going to write that one down for later. And okay. Hold on. Hold on. Because of Montague, it should be puns of furry. Mm. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Not puns of fury, puns yeah. of furry. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's just going to be cat puns instead of fish puns this season. We haven't hey, even man, made that's it. A, that's an improvement as far as I'm concerned. Cats are adorable. Dog puns for life. Um just wait till we make it to the continent to the city that has all the small cats on it. Oh, the existential crisis of Montague. That's going to be good. I'm excited about that. Um okay. Now you just talking about think that's going to be an existential Okay, hang on. You think that's going to be an existential crisis? Or do you think he's going to be, oh, look, they're cute, and have several of them riding around on his shoulders within an hour? Well, they weren't going to be cute, but I guess they have to be now. 
Okay. No, make them horrifying. Just, just lots of hissing. Just, just all the hissing. Whatever sound effects I can find on YouTube. Um, okay. And so, Montague probably wouldn't even care. He's like, you will not get through my floof. <laughs> you just attack. Your claws are tiny. Do your worst. <laughs> sort of like having your back scratched. Um, Brian, yeah. I will give you $20 if you can make them all sound like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go listen to clips. I don't know if I have that voice in my repertoire. Um, we'll see what happens. Um patreon.com slash Hill gaming if you want to support daniel's cause <laughs> is he on cameo is, is antonio Banderas on cameo i don't think <laughs> i don't think you can pay him twenty dollars to do all of your work for you okay but what about no, just we a couple get him to say okay. like some catchphrase or something <laughs> if he can literally just say meow and then you just play that over and over again <laughs> what concerns me is I'm vaguely considering this in the back of my head. Okay, we're gonna move on. Um, Gato. <laughs> it just means cat. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you guys, it does. It's true. Uh, you guys, take El a Gato in this sombrero. Right. Nope. That's still Spanish. Good. Um, you guys take a couple of days. The cat in the hat. Yes. <laughs> yes. You collect all your supplies, and um, uh, I assume uh, the city you're headed towards the the city of Liren. Um and it is sort of a it's actually a city Locke is very familiar with it is a city made primarily for trade uh, it is built just basically around a large flea market more or less um, that has become kind of a trading hub for the area uh, and you know uh, two or three of the the larger name vendors in the area Locke um, you were actually given the directions to the vendor you were supposed to pick things up from that is an orc named Veril. And uh, Grill says, uh, uh, Veril be expecting you. I, I think I think you know them. Pretty, oh, pretty. yeah. Okay, good. We do lots of business. Good. Uh, Veril will, will get you anything you need. Um, okay, so I'm assuming you guys uh, set forward north uh, as a group. You were given uh, horses. Um to uh, make the short journey. And uh, when you arrive in Liren, um, I'm assuming Locke just kind of takes charge and leads the group uh, at point. Uh, the city is bustling with trade. Um, this is peak season uh, for Liren in terms of uh, import and export. And uh, the stall you're looking for is on the northeastern side of town. And... It is, while there's a surprising amount of material outside, it looks surprisingly quiet. Uh, and, and normally, uh, the orc proprietor would be outside. Um, if anyone's ever seen footage of like 5 a.m. at a fish market, I know that's a very specific reference, but I used to watch a lot of travel channels, so just go with me. Um, yeah, of course. That sort of like peak fish market time where all the restaurateurs show up to buy from the vendors before they actually open. And it's an absolute madhouse full of yelling people buying fish by the pound. Um, this is essentially what this entire city is with all the products uh, ever, except this one place, which seems odd. And there's actually a sign on the door uh, that says they are closed. Uh, but Shanine, you know, he puts that sign up 
uh, when he's doing specific deals. Uh, and doesn't want, you know, just kind of a bunch of people wandering around the stall. Uh, and you know that uh, if you walk up to the door and knock four times in quick succession, uh, someone will respond. That's the sort of get you in the door, literally, uh, passphrase. I, I will knock thusly. Hey, Blairy's here. Um, yes, Blairy is indeed here. As you knock, a weird train <clears throat> sound happens in the background. Um, and Montague then, uh, looks around confusedly. <laughs> huh? uh, um, and an orc comes oh, to the dear. door. Um, oh, hey, Locke, what's up? What can I do for you? Hi, Veril. Uh, Commander Grell sent us here to pick up some supplies. He suckered you, I mean, convinced you to do this? I'm impressed. All right. You love to see it. Well, look. Ah, uh, you know him. I do. Oh, oh, girl. Um, <laughs> the stories. All right. Well, tell you what. Uh, I got two of my best horses uh, hooked up to a cart out back. You got maybe, uh, and Peter, I'm going to need you to explain in, in, um, oh, I went completely blank. In level up, uh, how supply works, the sort of just like okay, so, concept of supply. Um, you need like a certain amount of supply each day to kind of like survive and fend off taking penalties. Basically, is the is the short version. It's you can get like, into the. It's like rations. Details. Yeah, um, it's it's abstracted, so it's not like you know a unit of supply is this much food and water or something. It's just each. Person... It's an abstracted you know, rations thing. Each person, each beast of burden that you have with you, etc. Of, of medium size needs day. a certain amount. Yeah. So this appears yeah. to be enough supply for maybe 15 or 20 people um, for give or take a month and a half to two months. Like This is like a pretty, oh sub boy. pretty substantial amount of stuff. Um, and it's, it's packed onto, when, when he says a cart, it's actually two or three carts that are kind of all loosely connected together um, and pulled by a team of horses. And uh, and it's just kind of hanging out. And there are, and, and Janine, you know this is pretty standard for him. Each uh, cart has a driver that will stay in the cart at all times, uh, make sure it moves forward, always stays with the cart, but will not uh, expressly defend the cart should things become um, aggressive. They're just a driver. So, uh, so yeah, you guys are, I assume, taking this uh, north. He said something about a boat. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, great with directions, man. But, yeah, somewhere in, like, that way. And Jock just kind of, like, randomly points. And then looks Montague over. Montague will like, reach over and gently like grab Jock by the wrist and move his arm so it's pointing actual north. Yeah. Good. Strong. Okay. Um, don't let him hold the map. If you do anything for me, don't let him hold the map. The he, what now? He is yeah. not our navigator, Veril. Good. Excellent. Don't you worry. Excellent. <clears throat> That's what I like to see. All right. Well, look. Um, He's here for moral support. Is there anything, I tell you what, is there anything that the seven of you need before you leave? Anything you need yourselves? 
Oh yeah, do you have like a fresh set of guitar strings? He literally turns his head, like looks at you literally sideways for a second and then walks back in the tent. And you hear rummaging and then he walks back out and hands you a very small uh set of guitar strings. Sick. Like very small package. Here. Anybody else? Uh Montague like pulls out the the 50 gold that he's got from um the uh the message that we were delivered and he's like i would actually like to buy a few things uh if i can get some finely ground soot that i can and a, a paintbrush and a magnifying glass and he goes through like some various like investigative equipment kind of stuff and lays it out um uh he disappears back in the tent uh walks out with a small it's actually all in one box for some reason um, and it, it has a, a logo drawn on the top of it that's literally just a magnifying glass uh, with an eyeball floating in the middle of it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> that's, uh, never could sell those. Uh, how much do I owe you? You don't. Like I said, I never oh, could sell you. them. Right. Anybody else? He, just kinda, he kind of like reverently takes this box of investigative supplies and you can you can tell he's happy and he just kind of like walks out the door with that ben what you got um are how how are we doing consumable components um as long as it isn't anything actually expensive we aren't okay but if it has a gold value to it like it has to be like a pretty like i would say so like i was I have a spell for ceremony that's 25 gold worth of incense. I'm basically good with anything up to about that point, just being something I'm going to assume you have. Okay. Or have acquired. If we start um, getting into the, like, the hundred, you know, thousand gold piece requirement right, range right. area, then we'll talk about something. But for stuff like that, no, you're, do whatever. That's fine. Okay. Um, then, uh, Gork need, um, Elixir, uh, health, uh, healing, uh, something to keep uh, friends alive. You want potions? If you have any. Yeah, sure. Hold on. He walks out, walks back in with a small case, opens it up, and there's like, I don't know, 10 or 15 potions of healing. How many do you want? Uh, two, three. There's seven of us, right? There are, yes. Okay. Uh. I don't know why seven. I said that in character. Yes, there are seven of you. Yes. Um, oh, this is legit. Uh, okay. Work. I don't know where I was going. Trying to count. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. In character. Sweet. Yes. Yes, there are seven of you. Um, Cork speaks third person. Remember that. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Seven. Um, he pulls out seven, sets them in front of you. You know Locke. You're helping Grell. 50 gold for all seven. One time offer. Done. Cork, Cork offers the, the 50 gold. Chalk doesn't know much, but he knows that's a screaming good deal on health potions. Yeah. Available only at your local local uh, Walgreens. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. I thought I had a thing, and then I just... Let's let's gone. not make Walgreens canon. Can we? Oh, oh, no. But NordVPN's canon. Come on. NordVPN is really all about 
breaking international interplanar boundaries. This is just a pharmacy. Okay, <laughs> North pharmacy. Their service knows no boundaries. <laughs> I mean, planar boundaries. Even planar ones. NordVPN, proud not sponsor of... <laughs> proud to not sponsor. Probably. Oh. Um, you know what? That's reasonable. I'm not even upset at that. Uh, um, uh, it is later in the day, so if you wish to spend the night, oh. he will allow you, or you may leave on your journey now. I would like something from him. Ah, yes, Brother Brock. Uh, yes. Uh, do you have a nice, good polishing cloth in case we come across any more of those wonderful foxes or owls we saw last time we were together? He mulls over the phrase polishing foxes and owls and then just <laughs> doesn't say anything and goes back in the tent and comes back out with something that looks like it's for shining shoes. I have no idea what you're going to do with this, but here. Songs that can polish metal, we're good. Metal. Good. Okay. Those poor creatures. Um. Okay. Good. <laughs> Anyone else? I have a question. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what is your favorite plant? Uh, uh, he pauses, but it doesn't take as long as you think it might. Hibiscus. That's a good one. <laughs> and he walks back inside and comes back out <laughs> with a small planted hibiscus. Oh, it's lovely. You've, you've tended it very well. Thank you. Um... Wait, hold on. Okay, good. That's what I was hoping. Um, yeah. It's orange. Now, now, now oh. Ryan's just She's not going like... to buy it. She just wanted to know what it's oh, going okay. That's right. <laughs> now Ryan's just have to go back and like every NPC he's made thus far is going to have to write down their favorite plant. Just in case it's... it comes up. Nope, it's whichever not one I remember idea. in the moment. <laughs> uh, 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 Hyacinth. L Lily. <laughs> Carrot. Uh, Look, I'm a very practical <laughs> person, okay? They're leafy and kind of cute. Catnip. <laughs> Catnip's not a plant. Is catnip a plant? Yes, it is. No, okay. It is a plant, yes. Huh, that's good to know. Um, it will never be catnip, I promise. I don't know that I'm going to keep that promise. Okay. Oh, good. Um, Cattail? Cat of nine tails. Um, that's a little dark a for this campaign. <laughs> Wait, isn't that what the thing's called? No, it's just a cat tail. Just cat tails? Tails? Nature's no. hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can't do anything with that. So, uh... <laughs> Grant or Shanine, is there anything your characters dog. are looking for? Uh, Tox will stock up on some, you know, basic spell components. That's okay. about it. Shanine, Locke need anything? You know his supply better than anybody. <laughs> uh, Veril, is there any hot trade items that need to be moved north at all? You know, actually, he walks back inside and he comes out with a small chest. Um, you open it, it is full of a ridiculous plethora of plants and um, roots and the such. And, and Tansy, you know these are things that only grow deeply inland to the south of here. Shanine, uh, he looks at you. If you see, and this is a name that may only make any sense to you and Tox, um, if you see the Dragon Turtle Caravan, they'll want this. You can bring me the money back. You're dealing with them. All right. Always if I can. 
Interesting. Look, there are certain things only Traron can provide. I'll keep that in mind for the future. Uh, for the rest of you, whatever the phrase dragon turtle needs to mean to you, it means to you. Um, however positive or negative that may be. Because um, that's how I first reacted when Grant said it for the first time. Um, <laughs> and hopefully I say it again repeatedly on this show. Dragon turtle. Okay, so um, do you guys spend the night or do you leave now? I mean, Montague's a, you know, semi-nocturnal, so he's cool leaving whenever, but... I mean, Jock, Jock's a musician. He stays up late at night, so... Yeah, I was going to say, like, musician's hours, he's to, probably semi-nocturnal, too. Yeah, it's going to be down to, like, he'll listen if other people veto, but, like, he's he's good to go now. He's only been up for two hours. Um, now he's I'm been just, up for that long? I'm just referencing my hours from when I used to work night shift. Um, okay. Uh, so, assuming there is no objection, you will set forth now. Um, you have a caravan of four unnecessarily large wagons um, pulled by a variety of pack mules and other pack animals. Um, and you have what you estimate to be about a three-day journey north to the coast. Um, do you set watches, or do you actually travel through the night? I mean, once again, like, you know, the cat person and the musician would probably be fine traveling through the night, but otherwise... I, I tell you, how many of you have some form of dark or low-light vision? We'll start with that. I do. Uh, <laughs> I they do. Didn't, as long as they didn't change anything, yes, dwarves do have dark vision. Okay. Uh, I yes, I do. Looks like maybe everyone except Brock? I don't think... E, I don't know where it would I don't be. think dark does. Or cork does. Okay. Peter, do Can't you remember awesome. if orc does? Same thing with good old gnomes. Gnomes. Um, what were you saying, Andrew? Hansi doesn't technically sleep. Um, she just like goes into a trance when she needs to rest. Right, right. Um, let's see if orcs orcs do have dark vision. Do we? Yes. Yep. And uh, what was the other one? Mostly human saplings and some dragonborn that don't have it. Gnomes. Um, uh, which kind of... Oh, wait. Gnome traits. Gnome gifts. Gnome culture. Gnomes do not. So I think it may literally actually just be uh, Greg that doesn't have dark vision. Um, okay, so you guys continue to make your way through the evening. Um... Shanine, you know from your your trading travels, this is a fairly chill area. Um, it's a pretty straight cut to the coast. It's all open plains with forest on the side in some cases. Um, but it's a pretty chill area, pretty well-maintained paths, um, and pretty, pretty light on crime. Um, as you approach, sort of, you you move for a day or so, and as you start heading out on the uh, sort of early on the second day, you've been going for a couple of hours and you get to where you're, you're fairly positive. You're headed the right direction. And suddenly there's like this weird transition area in the ground where it stops being green 
and starts being surprisingly covered in sand. Uh, those of you familiar with the area, which I think would probably be like Jock and Locke, um, maybe Tox, this area has zero deserts. Ever. Historically. But there seems to be a significant amount of sand as you head further north. Um, Locke, you probably passed through here two months ago or so. Zero sand. Zero sand two months ago. Lots of sand now. Much sand... Much sand. Any signs of a hostel? No. <laughs> That's oh, a fair sorry. question. Sorry, I took that oh, as, I took that as H-O-S-T-I-L-E, not H-O-S-T-E-L. No to both. Yeah. Um, no gray dragon inns. Um, no hostels. Uh, no desert manticores currently. None of the above. Uh so, uh, do you think they, like, hauled this stuff in for, like, a, a beach they're going to put in or something? No. Um, Tansy, there didn't used to be sand here. Do you think there's something weird nature-y going on? Do you recognize anything weird like that? Since Shanine asked a very intentionally leading question, thank you, Shanine. Um, <laughs> anyone who wants to, uh, actually, you know what? Let's not go anyone. Let's go. Um, as I look at your character sheets real quickly, um, let's go, Tansy. Um, I'm trying to think who else this would fall to. Tansy, Locke, and. Let's just go Tansy and Locke. You know what? You two have traveled this area. Uh, make me either nature or survival checks. Uh, oh, or history. Nature, survival, or history. Yeah. Jock will do something, which is like take out his great axe and like shovel the sand a little bit to see if it's just like burying grass or if there's just like more sand. More sand, man. Just more sand. Oh, man, that's wild. Uh, and you see a couple... Jock, you've traveled enough to be familiar with this. You see a couple of creatures you've only seen in desert towns you've passed through for gigs. Like, the kinds of lizards you shouldn't see anywhere else. Oh, man, that little dude shouldn't be out here. But that little dude does seem super chill. Uh, um, I think I rolled correctly. It rolled... It looks, it looks a little like there's a lot going on. It does look like there's a lot going on. <laughs> it rolled with advantage plus I think a 1d4. I think it rolled with disadvantage. One of the rolls was 18. Sure that my, my bonus got added in and I think I pressed the wrong thing. Okay, well, so... there's that. Okay, so that d4 is an expertise die, most likely. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was 2d20, drop the high one. So yeah, it was disadvantage. We'll take plus the two for, for Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. Take the eighteen add two gives you twenty. Sure, why not? We'll go with that and the twenty-two for Shanine. Okay. <laughs> um this certainly is Tansy, I think this is maybe more your area. This is not just a bunch of sand with some desert creatures. This is an actual desert from somewhere, but not that used to be here. 
this isn't just like someone magically dumped a bunch of sand here or uh as jock pointed out for perhaps building some kind of resort on the coast um this appears to be an actual inordinately misplaced desert with all its functioning pieces whose desert is this Run real quick. I've got uh, astronomy in my specialty for nature. Okay. Could I check the stars and see if anything has shifted in the stars above us? Nothing. Yes, you can. No, it hasn't. Okay. So we're still looking at our skies. Yes. You are 100%. Everything you have seen prior to someone's desert they've misplaced um, appears to be pretty standard for this area so we didn't just plane shift walk through onto a new no, level no 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 <laughs> this is not the plane of elemental sand um Ugh, it's everywhere i hate sand um i wondered if we uh, were get to that one eventually good yeah jock is just gonna tamp down the urge to like make a missing poster of a desert just be like have you seen have you lost this desert but Found he's not gonna desert. do it the thought goes through his head, though. Okay, that's good. That's reasonable. Um, Shanine, Locke has not seen this desert before. Um, and you will note that you have passed through several deserts in your time as a trader. Um, this is definitely a desert, but there are some things that seem off. Like, the sand is not necessarily the color you would expect it to be the lizard-like creatures have more legs than they maybe are supposed to um sits in the middle of a road sits in the middle of a road also that uh there's a surprising amount of water for a desert and surprisingly vibrant plant growth that tansy notes is for lack of a better way of explaining it the wrong color like all the flowers that you recognize are none of the colors they're supposed to be All of this seems very not from around here. You you don't even live on this plane, um, but it's oh, here this now. Is, man, some lazy person just pallet swapped this desert. Call me out then. Fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be that way. I see how it is. Um, <laughs> Montague is like, um, has wandered off and is like, he's managed to find one of the little like lizard creatures that's got the wrong number of legs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he is like down, like close to the thing, like talking to it in like this soft, gentle voice and occasionally like gently like reaching out and like, he'll, he'll go to like pet it and it'll skitter away and like, make this weird noise and then kind of look at him and th this pattern just continues. <laughs> How long are you following this lizard for? I mean, he's not going to go too far. It's just going to be... I would imagine this whole thing happens in like a circle that's like five or six feet across. Oh, okay, just... just wrapping around repeatedly. Okay. Yeah. Alright, good. <laughs> I like it. Um... Oh, interesting. I have Andrea's character sheet open on my screen in Roll20, and every time she changes pages of her character sheet, it changes on mine. Yep. Oh. <laughs> That's a functionality I didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. That is 
Yep, that's how Roll20 works. Huh, cool. Okay. I was um, using that for reference. Cool. There, this was not purely a character moment. This was, like, in this kind of, like, non-threatening interaction with this unusual piece of wildlife, does he notice anything that's useful? It behaves exactly like a lizard should. It just doesn't look like the lizards you're used to. Okay. Um, and it seems... Any given creature you come upon in, in an environment like that is going to be relatively wary of you, I would suppose. Um, yeah. You I mean, read... especially because he probably smells like a predator, so... I tell you what, make me an insight check, Peter. Okay. You're going to soul read this lizard. Okay. Um, while the, the lizard is certainly wary of you, it seems... I don't know how to express the emotion of a small lizard well. It seems uncomfortable <laughs> with your existence... It looks, as, it looks as fair. Um, it, it's exactly, <laughs> no, no, the, Grant's correct. It's exactly that emotion. It is as uncertain of you existing as you seem as out of place to it as it seems to you. So so what you're saying <laughs> okay. is it looks like it's very newt to this. Newt to this. Oh. You, you, you stretched oh, that three one. out of ten. <laughs> wow. No, no you, man. You, you, so uh, if you had seven out of ten, we're gonna give judge. him a whole three. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you you tried uh, the Russian you judge backtracked yourself and yeah. you tried correcting it. If you had just held true, it would have been fine. No, yeah. explaining the joke makes it funnier. <laughs> what, what Greg is saying is you didn't stick the landing. Um, yeah, the, the the Brazilian judge isn't impressed either. <laughs> very disappointed. Uh, just just repeated like two more times. Got it. Oh, oh, so the joke was Newt to this. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like new uh, to this because new sounds like new, new to yeah. So that's hints. You're, there, you're getting closer to funny. It, you're getting closer to it sounding like Mewtwo than you two. Ooh, Pokemon. <laughs> Wait, are these Pokemon? They are they little Charmanders? Dibs on the Charmander? <laughs> I mean, if I can There's remember a... a Pokemon that's a lizard that has at least six legs, maybe. I would, I would, I there if is there's one. a Bulbasaur, I feel like Jock and Tansy are going to have to fight over it. <laughs> Makes notes for the future. Um, uh, you will note, speaking of how many legs this has, that's a weird transition. Um... <laughs> The one Peter's been following around has at least five. Um, Shanine, you've seen one that has six or seven legs. Uh, Brock has seen one with a whopping ten, ten legs on a lizard. Wait, wait. It's got an odd number of legs? Is it missing one, or is it just nope. really weirdly shaped? Yep. <laughs> All legs accounted for. It's like a little Odiag. I want to follow the one with ten legs. Uh, which is the exact same size and color as the other one, just, you know, more legs. Uh, he appears legs. to be hunting. I don't know what a decapedal lizard hunts, but... Whatever it wants. I mean, uh, yeah. what does a septipedal lizard hunt? Whatever it wants. Also, I picture that, like, it's got six legs arrayed in, like, a normal fashion, and then it's got just 
another one growing out of its forehead for no explicable reason. <laughs> no. It's just a leg that walks of just helping helps it walk and then like if it goes through a tunnel it like walks on the ceiling with that one oh good (laughs) i was thinking more of like a 1990s spider-man cartoon when he grows all the extra spider appendages but whatever whichever version of that you want that's fine would you like to learn the reason why that happened i have lots of concerns i tell you what since we're in the habit of learning things um next time we do sound check um i will need you to provide me with that information learning things there's um, your uh there's your episode title we're in the habit of learning things oh i just thought things. would you like to learn why that happened <laughs> either one is possible um okay so do you guys loaded question proceed into the new desert i mean i don't think we have yeah a better option uh, there are other paths north uh, but you will end up with several extra days travel to even get to them. Um, before we do so, can I do an arcana check to okay. see if there's any weird magic-y things going on? Yes, please. Um, I have a specialty of the planes. I don't know if that's relevant or what it does, okay. but just saying. It gives you an extra d4 to Ooh. Okay, that okay. one. Oh, I was going to say add the no, extra d4. No. Um, this seems very natural, Shanine. Uh, Great. You, you're not sure why everyone is so confused. You're pretty sure you've traveled through this desert at least three times, and it seems very <laughs> normal. Um, the more I look at it, the more familiar it seems. It's really true. Um, actually, yes. Locke Lock is genuinely becoming more and more comfortable that this just makes sense. I like it. This is, this is, this seems accurate. You're like looking at the map. You've decided the map is wrong. <laughs> that this is just, yeah, no, this was here. Oh man, you know what? Jock's also going to decide that the map is wrong. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Um, yeah, yeah, no, this, this seems Montague very Montague just put his head, just puts his head in his paws and just like, slowly shakes it back and forth as these people start deciding the map is wrong. <laughs> nope, map is wrong all along. Ooh. This is the GPS's fault, not mine. I know which direction I'm this headed. Is, oh dear. I'm not referencing something that <laughs> happened to me two days ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, hmm. <laughs> the long drive. Um, so yeah, you, you guys continue to head north and uh, this desert goes on for a while. Like, not an unreasonable distance, but Oh, I don't know what's unreasonable when you're traveling through a desert. But, you know, not too long. More than a mile? <laughs> well, okay, look, if you're going to be like that about it, maybe it is a little unreasonable. <laughs> um, this, this continues on for a while, long enough that you actually have to spend the night in the desert. Um, and typically in the desert at night, you would expect there to be some form of howling predator. You know, some kind of wolf or coyote or something. Uh, you do see one. It's green and has a bright red tail, but it's probably still a coyote adjacent creature. But it's less fur and more, it's less like dog fur and more like cat fur. I've seen these before. They're harmless. Mm-hmm. You have definitely seen these before. Just you say so. You're, I know you, I know. <laughs> What's that growing on it? Does it need to be polished away? What was your question, Ben? I was say it's a snarf. Snarf, yeah. 
everyone knows the snarf. They're very common in this area. Writes down snarf. Um, <laughs> just going snarf, back snarf, to those snarf. four creatures. Snarf, snarf, snarf. Was that too deep for a lot of people? Like no. too far back? Just, just, just <laughs> far back enough. It was for me, yes, but that's okay. That's pretty Thund normal. It was just oh, okay. painful enough. I was going to say, <laughs> too far back Thunder... in obscure is pretty normal for me. Thundercats was on Toonami. That doesn't mean I watched any of it. Well, you should have. I was busy with Dexter's Laboratory, okay? All right, so um, as you guys continue on the desert, you have camped for the night, and that seems like an appropriate place um, in a desert you've never seen before, or maybe have. Shanine's probably fairly confident that this is accurate. Um, this seems like an appropriate place to leave you stuck in a desert that may or may not be from around here. Um, Important question. Do yes. we have a horse with no name? I was expecting that to come up eventually. <laughs> I decided not to force it. Shout out to Daniel for doing so. Um, we named it Littlefoot. I considered <laughs> referencing that at one point, yes. Uh, I figured this one would be Bigfoot, since nope. we already had the little. Littlefoot is canonical. That is the name Medium of all foot. Littlefoot is the name of all beasts of burden on City on the Hill Gaming. All right. Well, thank uh, you, Ryan. Good yes. session. Uh, thank you to yeah. uh, Daniel, Shanine, Ben, Grant, Greg, Peter, and Andrea for joining us. And for putting all their names on Zoom so that I get them right. Because it's <laughs> seven people and I'm going to slip up at some point, I promise. Um, but that's okay. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our Patreon backers, uh, Andrew and Christina, Tony, Stephanie, Ryan, Brian, Doug, uh, Joanne, Ashley, JD, and Stephanie. I think that was everyone. I hope that was everyone. We appreciate what you guys do to support us. Um, we've made a lot of things possible like our new logo thank you andrea um and uh yes uh, check her out on twitter uh links in the description she does commissions or i've just told you she does commissions whether she does or not hopefully she does commissions <laughs> I mean, oh boy well oh, no. <laughs> she does that's reasonable commissions later. at time the, of recording the, uh, the commissions may not be canonical <laughs> at time of recording some commissions have been accepted in the past what he said that was accurate we'll go with that version um we do thank you guys for listening this is ju just the start of season four um as you've seen we're still capable of just the same amount of nonsense as always uh maybe more which is you know setting new standards that's what we do here i think we're two-sevenths more statistically that seems accurate yes um that is that does seem accurate so uh thank you for listening sure it's not 2.4 sevenths more Listen, I it's after 10. I'm not doing any more math. No, no, we're not. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us on Twitter, at City on a Hill Game, on Instagram, at City on a Hill Gaming, on Twitch, at twitch.tv slash City on a Hill Gaming, or wherever you listen to podcasts, by searching for City on a Hill Gaming. If you want to hear more from the Saving the Game folks, you can find their backlog of episodes at stgcast.org. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon backers, Stephanie, Ryan, Brian, Doug, JD, Andrew, Christina, Ashley, Joanne, and Tony. We really appreciate everything you guys do to support the show. Thanks for listening, and have a blessed day.